What are you having to drink tonight, Chris? I'm thinking about drinking something a little more local tonight. I'm going to have a Kentucky Common. So common. This one, this, one, this one is actually made in Louisville. Um, interestingly, it says this dark ale. So this is. So I, I looked this one up and on on an article so by. So it's an ale. In an article by the the alcohol professor. <laughs> okay. So in the review, <laughs> it mentions it says this dark cream ale, one of only three beer styles indigenous to the United States. Indigenous. Hmm, interesting. Dates back to the mid 1800s when German brewers landed in Louisville and made a beer for the common man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Light, bready, and refreshing. Never thought I'd say those all together, but <laughs> Kentucky Common, light, bready, and refreshing. Wow. <laughs> Kentucky Common is thought to have been the beer of choice for 80% of Louisville's population by, 18, by the 1890s. And oh. it spread throughout the state and region as well. If you're in Kentucky, you might as well drink like it. Well, we are in Kentucky, so we will drink like it tonight. Part of the common folk. Absolutely. So last week I'd mentioned um, after we had talked uh, extensively on the uh, mm. the Braffordsville strange archaeological right. dig that we just kind of dug up from our memories. <laughs> yeah. And I had mentioned that update. You know, up <laughs> on this episode, like Robert Stack from Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries. <laughs> update. <laughs> No, seriously, update. So, so I mentioned last <laughs> week that I that my girlfriend and I were going to go actually out. We had actually found like a marker where uh-huh. we believe the site was. Yeah. And actually mentioned like a Kentucky anthropology site of interest or something. Uh-huh. This particular marker we had. <clears throat> so we actually went out to the site. We actually drove out to Bradford. Physically Field. went there. Right. And it was on this like one, it was like on this one lane road. Mm-hmm. And I almost thought we were in somebody's driveway for a while. We kept going on this little road, and when we finally was got it, to was the it spot, long? and by the way, when I say the marker, I mean like on our on our GPS or whatever. Mm-hmm. We had actually found this online that there was a, a dig site. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was a possible dig site or some place of interest that was out in this location. So we followed this road out here, and by the time we got to the spot, all that was there was just this overgrown field. Still really? there, yeah. Did it I look like see. anything had been dug? Or uh, not that we could tell. Or... We could. We didn't see anything unusual. And of course, I mean, this has been several years, so maybe somebody's already like planted stuff there, or you know, obviously, it, I don't know. I mean, we don't. We just don't. Oh, somebody's got to know something. I don't know. It was strange. I mean, there was just no. There was nothing there. It was just this overgrown field. Yet, if you go online and you look for and you look at the Kentucky Anthropology website, mm-hmm. there is a marker in Bradfordsville in this particular location that says it's a point of interest. And yet, there's nothing there. No sign that anybody's been there or that there's no buildings there or any museums. What did they find? I don't know, man. It just adds more <laughs> insanity to the mystery. Man, that's strange. I know it is. Speaking of the strange, yeah, and Kentucky, since we're on the two topics. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about the other day, and I was reading a little bit about the Kelly Hopskinville encounter. Do you remember hearing about this? N- no. So it's actually kind of a well-known. No, I'm not so, so this actually involves UFOs and extraterrestrials. Oh, mm. who would have thunk it? The bizarre. But it's actually pretty well known. So this actually happened in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and it revolved around. 
the Kelly family. These were just basically some people that lived in the area, and they were a, a family that lived up in this holler. Mm-hmm. And Irish, I assume. I don't. I don't know that, <laughs> but possibly. Yeah, it sounds it. <laughs> uh, so it's in. Um, so it took place in Hopkinsville, Christian County, um, and it is one of the. It is regarded as one of the most significant and well documented cases in the history of UFO incidents. Interesting. Really, this is in our state. While skeptics say the reports were due to the effects of excitement. And misidentification, the skeptics think that maybe they had encounters with meteors or owls. So basically, let me tell you the story. So here's the story behind it. So the Hopkinsville Sheriff and Police Department got got a call from this family that they were under a siege in their cabin by these little men that had come out of a spaceship. Ooh. And they had claimed that they these men were these little creatures were looking inside their windows and inside their doorways outside the the house, mm-hmm. and they had actually taken to their guns. The the Kelly family had actually some of the men had actually grabbed their guns and I started firing at these things, trying to ward them off. Hmm. So when the police go up there, they do find evidence that like they they you know they they can see where they've busted out some windows and shot. You know, they think where shots have been fired. They obviously mm-hmm. don't see any little creatures. So, the the last kind of part of the story is that apparently the whole family, and this was like a large group of people. This was young kids, and they, um, yeah, um, I think there was maybe some, maybe an uncle or something that was living with them, the parents, and you know, quite a few family members that all recounted this event. Mm-hmm. You know, and at some point within that night after the police left. They just like packed up and left, and they claimed that the the creatures came back like around three a.m. or something. Really? And so that's why they just said they they literally said their neighbors just said they just packed up in the middle of the night. And just, the whole family just left, and never came back. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, it says so. So I'm gonna read, and this is just off the week Wikipedia. So I, just to give you kind of a real quick overlay, basically what mm-hmm. I just said. But this is on the Wikipedia page. It says on the evening of August twenty first, nineteen fifty five. Five adults and seven children arrived at the Hopkinsville police station claiming that small alien creatures from a spaceship were attacking their farmhouse and they had been holding them off with gunfire for nearly four hours. Man. Two of the adults, Amber Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor, claim... Oh, God. <laughs> Great. Of course, Kentucky. Thanks, guys. Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray. Oh. Is that no, no? That's their way. names. I'm sorry. I need to continue. This is a real event. Al. We, need to, we need to cherish this. It's part of our history. Right. Two of the, Elmer Sutton and Billy Ray Taylor claimed they had been shooting at 12 to 15 short dark figures who reportedly popped up at the doorway and peered into the windows. So it goes on to later say that the next day, neighbors told two officers that the families had packed up and left after claiming the creatures had returned about 3.30 in the morning. Hmm. Creepy. You know what it reminded me of when I thought about it? Do you remember that movie Signs? Yeah, yeah. Um, M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah, we did our own version of it. We we did, actually. We made our, back in our filmmaking days. We talked about it one time, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, in the the actual film, Mm -hmm. um, part of the story, without giving it entirely away, um, it recenters around this farmer and his family. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're they're finding like crop circles essentially in their around their property. Mm-hmm. But 
towards the end of the movie, they find themselves kind of in the same situation as this family, mm-hmm. where they're kind of held up in their house trying to fend off these extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. And it kind of made me think, like, I wonder if that that had some oh, part Oh, it took of, some influence. Well, yeah. Like, I, I've never researched to see if that was the case, but, like, to see if that influenced it any. Yeah, that that is very, that is kind of similar. Anyways, I just thought that was a, another... Another one of those weird, interesting things that Kentucky has hidden away. Yeah. I saw the other day that our Space Force, right? Mm-hmm. We've got a Space Force now. I guess it's developed. Is it actually like official, or are they just still talking yeah. about making one? Mm, I don't know. No, 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 no. I think it's official. I think there's like people who are in it, and, and it's active. It actually looks like it includes people from like all facets of the military. Army, Navy, Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. Air Force, but but I thought it was kind of thought it was kind of interesting because any of the personnel that join this group, they're 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 called the Guardians, the Guardians, the Guardians, or like their title. That's awesome. So I'm kind of like, man, that's kind of cool. I'm like, how epic it would be to say like, I'm a Guardian. I'm part of the Space Force. I'm a Guardian from the Space Force. <laughs> what unit are you in? <laughs> what branch do you serve in? Well, I'm. I'm <laughs> Uh, peasant. I'm from, yeah. <laughs> you know, when they're all stock, trying to stack up against each other, like, you know. I've been on, on the Eucalyptus I've been fighting. <laughs> I've been fighting the insectoid race that like, we discovered like, two years like, ago. you know, like some some, some of the, the other branches be talking about things they've seen. Oh, you, I've seen shit you wouldn't believe, you know, and I've done things you can't. And they're like, the, Starship <laughs> the, the, the guardians come in, they're like, you, you peasants. You wouldn't believe the things that are out there and the stuff we've seen. What we do for humanity. You have no idea. <laughs> God is not real. <laughs> we have seen the truth. And we stand strong to guard <laughs> the people of Earth. Oh, no. What it's do you intense. do? <laughs> it's fight on your fight on continents <laughs> and nations? Weak. <laughs> We're fighting Goliath. I mean, it's kind of... I don't yeah. know, man. Like... Like the space force. Like I didn't really understand what was the purpose of it. Why do we need a space force? I don't know. I guess we're was it was it well, the idea that to of... have like space superiority? Like we just want like we want on. <laughs> no, I mean seriously. Like are you just wanting to have an established military <laughs> outpost in space, or is it like they're actually developing oh. it in a sense so like we feel we it's may need we may need defense. We may we may need defense. Uh huh. You know, outside of our planet or whatever, at some point, I don't know. Like, I, I need to well, probably both, more. right? Like, I, I, like it's so weird to actually think this is coming to fruition because I just thought it was like some, like some kind of crazy Trump right. idea. Like he just thought, oh, you no. know, I'm going to make space force. <laughs> now, I mean, I, I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. Like, it was, it was a little, like at first. I mean, every, I mean, right? You know, everybody. Idea. I mean, it just it sounds kind of like. I mean, you just don't believe it at first. Right. Space Force. Like, come on, yeah. it's a movie. Like, it's an eighty movie or something. But no, like it's real. Like it's actually coming. Apparently, it, it it's calling members guardians. Yeah. How is this not a joke? <laughs> it's what this article <laughs> says. Space Force mocked by everyone for calling members guardians. No. How is this not a joke? Oh, that's brilliant. No, that's brilliant. Wow. I wonder what it takes to be able to join Space Force. You have to have, like, so many years prior military experience. Can, oh, like, anybody and, just oh, say, hey, I want to go train. I'm going to, like, sign up. I'm going to sign up to be on Space Force. Like, I just, I'm going to join the Marines. <laughs> I'm going to join right. Air Force or whatever. I'm choosing my branch. If I, I say, be hey. the Space Force. Or do you have to be, like, there's a certain qualification that you just can't come off the street and start being a guard. You can't be a guardian until you've... <laughs> 
achieved certain. I don't know. It'd be oh, interesting. I bet. It pro- probably is the best of the best. The Guardians. So I have this weird thing that I've had an encounter with mm-hmm. near my home. There's been many times that I've like awakened like really early in the morning, maybe two, three a.m. Mm-hmm. And I keep hearing like this weird, like a siren. It almost sounds like a siren, and it's outside, but I can't tell where it's coming from. A siren. Right. And the, the way I can describe it is, it's sort of like, it, it sounds a little bit like a tornado siren. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of has that loop sound, where it sounds like it's distant, and then it gets loud as it comes around. Oh, yeah. But it doesn't sound exactly like that type of siren. Hmm. It's really out of place. And I don't know where it's coming from, and I've asked other people. So, I live, like, pretty much right in town, so I'm really close to, like, I mean, I'm in a, I'm in a neighborhood, yeah. you know, I'm not, like, far out from the country or anything. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of people around me. And I know a lot of people that live pretty close to me, and I've asked people, hey, have you heard this at night? And no, nobody knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so for a long time, I just, thought, I just thought either I'm just, you know, I'm dreaming, or I'm having, mm-hmm. you know, some I don't know, my house is making some kind of weird noise at night or whatever. Yeah. I just thought it was me. But my girlfriend spent the night mm-hmm. not too long ago, and she heard it too. Ooh. And she was like, I remember because it started, and I didn't say anything. We were just laying in bed, and I didn't say anything. And then all of a sudden, at some point, she's like, what is that noise? What is that siren? And I told her, I was like, you can hear that? She's like, yeah. And it's like, it's, it's almost like a... It's really weird. It sounds really strange. And nobody else mm. that I know of... It's Dwight Schrute crying. It's like a whale. It sounds like a whale. Or I sound like a whale, but... Mm. No, I, I seriously don't know what it is. It's very bizarre. Interesting, Chris. So somebody did mention in a possibility. They said uh-huh. that in t- in our in our town in Camelsville, yeah, um, there are like this is a guy I work with described a siren that used to go off at like noon, mm-hmm. and so I, maybe possibly it's one of those that's going off at like a weird. Um, you've ever been like in towns where like it's like it, when it hits the hour, like you'll hear right. church bells, the, the bells or something. Or, yeah. Well, I guess for whatever weird reason we had or... we had some kind of siren that would go off at like noon. Hmm. I guess to to mark the hour, but they don't use it anymore. But it could be that maybe it goes, it's been like getting triggered or going off at like weird times of night. Maybe I'm hearing that. That's weird. I don't know. Maybe it's like a UFO flying <gasps> above my house or something. Whoa, 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 whoa. What would they want with you? Because we have the knowledge of the elders. <laughs> the ancient blood. Because we're weird. They're probably like, gosh, these guys. No, because they, they love listening to us. <laughs> you guys ready? Humans you got bloody. your sick. Humans are so amusing. <laughs> what are they doing? They said it's called a podcast. <laughs> a podcast? They're just talking into microphones with sound waves. <laughs> so primitive. <laughs> Amusing creatures. They don't telepathically broadcast it. <laughs> so primitive. <laughs> Man. They have so far to go. <laughs> ah, look at them. Still bickering over politics. <laughs> Remember when we had politics? <laughs> hey, but what if it was, though? What if it, Wouldn't that be a cool film? What's that? What if it really was like a extraterrestrial or an unidentified or a UFO 
Wouldn't that be a cool well, movie? It, I mean, they've certainly made things like that, yeah. I mean, I think it'd be a little spooky if it really was something like that over my house, but there's all, to me, it's one of, just one of those weird things that I can't explain. Maybe it is just something in my house, but it sounds like it's outside, and it sounds like it's in town somewhere. I don't know. That's a little spooky. Silent Hill. Didn't they have a siren in that, in that, in that movie? Yeah. That's a creepy movie. Hey, what about The Bear Jew? This one is titled The Lesson, Chapter 1. So, the story goes, the legend, Mm -hmm. the legend of the Bear Jew. The Bear Jew. So, a friend of ours... First, you have to explain what what the Bear Jew is. So, so this this, uh, guy who is a friend of ours... Mm -hmm. Where does the name derive from? So, so, well, I'm getting there. So, he already had a nickname by us. We called him Bear. Mm-hmm. Bear was his name. Yeah, yeah. Or we, so, it was the nickname we had him. But there was this film that came out, Quentin Tarantino, called Inglorious Bastards. Mm-hmm. And it took place in, like, World War Two, and it had, like, these, I guess, like, these pe- these guys that would hunt down Nazis or whatever in the film. But one of the characters, his name was the Bear Jew. Yeah. So, after the film came out, we thought it was kind of a cool name or whatever, and the right. character was kind of neat in it, you know, he beat, he, he beat Nazis up with a baseball killed bat, yeah, so that killed, was, you know. killed him with a club. Right, and, you know, and, and this particular friend of ours, he was kind of a brute, you know, we kind of saw him as being somebody that, you know, so he's like, oh, you know, he's ba- we already call him Bear, so we're like, you're the Bear Jew, you right. know. But anyways, Power. so. The Bear Jew. So when I refer to him as the Bear Jew, that's it's where I get that from. Mm-hmm. So anyways, um. So one of the things that we like to do when we were younger is um, the Bear Jew, while he was in college, he had actually um, helped train, like, in boxing. Yeah. And so he knew a lot about how to, tra- you know, boxing and how to train. Well, he actually, stuff. he was an assistant coach. He was an assistant coach, point. right, yeah, yeah. sorry. And um, so, you know, we were we got curious into it, so we kind of asked him, like, hey, can you train us how to do this? It was mm-hmm. like me and you and... Or I ended up doing it with you guys. Yeah, and, and so maybe like one or two of our other buddies mm-hmm. hopped in on it. And um, one of the guys that was training with us, that was training under Bear Jew, mm-hmm. we called him Top Gun. Mm-hmm. And... Top Gun! And we were all pretty, you know, we all hung out. We, we, we would train together, but then we would hang out a lot. We'd go to, like, parties and stuff together as well. Yeah. Chapter 2, The Event. One night at, at one of the parties, um, Bear Jew had his uh, lady with him. Mm-hmm. And Top Gun, in his drunken state... Drunken stupor. ...made a remark or, or smacked her ass. Smacked, <laughs> smacked her ass or something like that. And needless to say, like it, it kind of it, oh, it, it no. caused Bear Jew to be angry, but he didn't act. He didn't like go, you know, he didn't go ape shit or nothing that night. He just kind of like they would calm him down and said, "Hey, man, he didn't mean." And he was acting a fool, mm-hmm. and because he had done walked off somewhere else, so we knew that the next day we were going to have a training session. And we were like, "Man, it's going to be bad," because like we knew that that Bear was pretty upset. Chapter three, the lesson. So, the day came that we were going to train together, and we honestly thought, because by this point, Top Gun has figured out that the Bear Jew is angry at him, mm-hmm. and he, he, like, he's already tried to apologize, and Bear Jew hasn't really been responsive to him at this point. <laughs> he's tried to text him and stuff, and it's just not working. So, we honestly Shit. thought, we thought, he's not going to show up to this training session. He's going to be too scared, but he did. He showed he did. up. He had balls, man. So, you Bear Jew came that. out. You know, he kind of looked him up and down a few times, but he didn't say anything. He said, mm. 
He looked at all of us and said, today is aggressor day. With a fresh piece of mm. chaw. Right. And he's like, so what he did is he made us train intensively cheek. before. And then he said, now, without him actually having to do any workouts, he said, now that you're worn out to the maximum, now you're going to fight me. <laughs> so he told us, like, today I'm going to train you guys how to box against somebody who's not fighting like a boxer. Like if you were in, like, a street fight and somebody's right. just swinging on you and trying to grapple you and all that. Mm-hmm. Aggressor day, he said. So we were all kind of worried. We thought, like, we're all going to get it. But for the most part, like, we did our little spar with him. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't too bad. You know, he was a little rough with it. It wasn't too bad. Right. He was kind. Then Hatch was he the was last. But then Top Gun was the last was the last one to go. Mm-hmm. And he, he he went up there. He went up there, and you could see it in his face. He knew he knew the wrath was coming, but he was prepared to take his punishment for what he had done. Boom, boom, And sure boom, enough, boom. once they squared up, he tried to give a few moves in, and the bear Jew pretty much popped him down until he fell on his ass. <laughs> Annihilation. But he stopped, and he looked at him, and he said, don't you ever do that again. Boom. He looked at us, and he said, lesson over. <laughs> We're just like... Oh. Oh, that's incredible. The legend of the Badger. The man, the myth. The lesson. The legend. But you he know what? Did. You know what? Top Gun, he was a he was an honorable man. He knew he made he a was. mistake. He took he his took ass. His, and he, he took it. He did. And guess what? He never made the mistake again. That's and they right. were friends. They remained <laughs> friends after that. They were yeah. they were more cordial after that. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to acknowledge that I need my ass whooped because I messed up. <laughs> I messed up, right? It's, I did what I did in yeah. this time, and I understand, and I would do the same thing. So just go on and get. There's no point in hiding and running because the day was going to come. The day was going to come. Retribution. Wow. Good old days. Never, n- needless to say, we didn't stick with the whole boxing regiment mm-hmm. for too long. But I did enjoy that, though. Hell, I mean, it certainly will get you oh, in it's shape. Amazing cardio. <laughs> God, it's amazing cardio. Wow. But yeah. Do you remember when we had the. Um, do you remember back in yeah? Do you remember back in two thousand nine when we had the really big ice storm, like a really big winter storm? Yeah, and yeah, I remember. At, that. at the time, we we lived in uh, we lived in Lebanon, Kentucky, when this happened, mm-hmm. and it actually caused quite a bit of damage. Like there was so much ice that it actually damaged most of like the electrical lines in town. Trees were down everywhere. It was yeah. I mean it was it was insanity, insanity. And so like. Like, literally, electricity and stuff was out all over the town. Mm-hmm. A frozen hellscape. And I remember, of course, schools and stuff were closed down. I couldn't operate. You know, we mm-hmm. couldn't go to work because, you know, we at the time, I worked at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And we, they weren't even open because they had no electricity. So, right. you're basically kind of stuck at home. And a lot of people went out of town to, like, relatives' houses and stuff that still had electricity so they could have a place to stay. Yeah. But we stayed in our, our house in Lebanon. Yeah. And... And I remember to make heat, we had, like, pans that we would boil water in. We would just kind of keep the burners on. We would have the the water in the pan so they wouldn't burn. They wouldn't burn yeah. up and destroy, but it would just kind of a natural contact. heat source. And the house we were in was old enough. It actually had, I, I can remember, at least one fire, authentic fireplace that was still operable. So the first mm-hmm. time ever, we started using our fireplace just to yeah, that warm was the house neat. up. But we had no electricity. So mm-hmm. we kind of just spent the time, like, in this dark house, like playing board games and, like, kind of doing all this old-fashioned stuff because we didn't have any electricity. We couldn't watch movies. We couldn't, like, get on the Internet or play Xbox. And we were just kind of, like, hanging out. I remember driving around, like, 
town in, at night, and it was de like dead. There was like no cars anywhere. There was no house lights on. It looked like a like a hellscape. Almost yeah. like this like abandoned town everywhere. I also remember speaking of McDonald's, um, somebody, <laughs> one of our buddies, had snuck out a bag of their McGriddles. <laughs> No, no joke. He got like a giant bag of their McGrills from their freezer, and I remember cooking it in our <laughs> oven during this. That's what he wanted to take. Yeah. McGriddles. The McGriddles. They were good. They were actually pretty good. Yeah, I do. I, I do vaguely remember that. Man. I also remember too, like everybody went like a few days, and like we, we thought we didn't have any water to take baths or anything. Uh huh. <laughs> like no joke. Like we were kind of like we're going to go somewhere and like get a shower and stuff. But then we remembered. That our house ran off of gas, not electric. So sure enough, our hot water was great. And I remember it was really? like the best shower. Like I was probably stood in there for five minutes straight. Mm -hmm. Just the best shower that I'd had in, in, in my entire life. Because we'd been in a house with no heat. Right, no, no, the heat was off. Yeah, too. there was no heat. There was no... You know, no electricity, mm -hmm. and we and we had gone a few days without actually showering, so it was like I mean, it was getting rough. No Wi-Fi, no Wi-Fi. Well, I mean, it w I don't think I had an iPhone by then, but yeah, I just remember that time. One of those, one of those memories that are seared into my. Yeah, it's so eventful that you don't, you just yeah. don't ever forget it. The ice storm of two thousand nine. Wow. Even though it wasn't necessarily traumatic, it was just so out of the ordinary. It was just different, right? It was yeah. like a, it was it just was an experience, you know. We were younger, we were teenagers, and it was just kind of neat, like going around town and just kind of, you know, kind of having the experience of living in this house, you know, with no electricity on, like the olden days, just hanging out by the, just hanging out by the um, fireplace at night before you go to bed, before you bundle up with five or six blankets in the bed to go to sleep. I mean, I bet time seemed a lot longer back then too. I'm sure it did. I mean, you know, because you were you were almost always paying attention. Yeah. To your environment. Well, nothing was distracting you as much as it right. normally is. Right. Hmm. Interesting. That's a deep one to go out on. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, we'll do this again next week. Absolutely, man. All right, everybody, stay true, stay real, stay righteous. <laughs>